Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, welcome back. Well, no, not for you, just for us. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the, to the worst, worst idea of all time. Worst idea of all time, episode three. Um, and have we got a story for you? Uh, so it is. Now, well, it must be like two a.m. now, right? It's Surely. certainly late. Okay, so it's two in the morning on a Monday, um, and it's Guy a Tuesday and I. Tuesday now. Uh, yeah, it is technically Saint Patrick's it's, Day. Hey, happy Saint Patrick's, Saint Patrick's Day. Day. God. Um, we're roaming around the neighborhood, just like on the street, just walking about. And uh, we just re- thought that we recorded a whole 35-minute podcast. And I looked down at me recording device, and it had some sort of error. We certainly recorded a 35-minute, or we certainly had a 35-minute conversation in the style of a podcast. I can't believe the spoon thing is lost. Don't worry about it. To the sands of time. Look, that got, is a tragedy, bro. We, what we, do you know what the, the, oh my the real tragedy God. is? What we have to do is take all of that and just throw it out the window. Forget no about it. No way. I am not prepared to let go of that. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. And the thing is, it was really tough to get through that conversation. The so walk was hard. a wonderful distraction. God But we were laboring through it for parts. We hit a few highs. It's not relevant anymore. You'll never hear it. Fuck me dead. This is a real blow. <laughs> <laughs> so quite literally, as we were about to turn on the, to the oh, home no. stretch, literally the street on which Tim We've lives. We've just done like about a three-kilometer jaunt through a park and down to the water's edge. So as we turn on to the home stretch... <laughs> We find out the podcast hasn't recorded. Oh, fuck my Tim looks me in the eye. (laughs) You just got to rip back into it. We literally turned around and are now walking back along the path. From from whence we came. From whence we came. So, not only have we just watched Sex and City 2 for the third time, we've had a discussion about it for the third time. This is the fourth discussion we're going to have about it. So, it's going to come with a little bit of a weird... Flavor, probably the seasoning of a different dish. <laughs> Although, okay, you know what? Let's treat that first one as a warm up, like we were just getting our looseness, stretching our legs out. Yeah. So here we are. Here we bloody are. I'm not taking this recorder out of my hand either, so I can just keep an eye on it the entire time. Because if it tries to pull that shit again, well, I don't know why I'm threatening technology. It's not going to respond to it <laughs> either poorly oh. or well. So, Six and City Three. For those of you who are curious, Six and City Two. For those of you who are curious, uh, is 
is becoming more difficult by the week. Unsurprisingly, a lot of people told us this would happen. It's a very long movie. Uh, it's not easy to fit into a, a day or a night at any point. I think that's the main thing that's bothering me, especially seeing as we're recording two podcasts now, is the time-consuming nature of this. You have to write off pretty much an entire day to do it, unless you are prepared to walk around the neighbourhood at two in the morning talking into a microphone. <laughs> that's right. Like I a mean, fucking crazy person. No. Like an absolute lunatic. We've found, we've found the cheat sheet, mate. We've what found do you mean? The, found the best way to go about our business. Well, it clearly isn't because we just failed on our first attempt. Terrible. <laughs> Could we stop talking about okay, the first sorry, attempt? Okay, okay, okay. We'll we go. were on a break. Um, <laughs> uh, good friends. Good friends reference right there. For those who weren't catching up, that was a friends reference. So, Ross and Rachel. You so, remember that. It was a very pleasing story where people get what they deserve and there's nice arcs that happen. The wind wasn't in itself so much in season nine. <laughs> Even just saying season nine of anything though, you know it's going to be getting a little long in the tooth. What made it to a good nine seasons? I can't really Simpsons? Think. Simpsons did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was part of the golden out, years, wasn't yeah. it? That's the only South one Park. I can think of. Oh, yeah, South Park. Cartoons, it turns out. Yeah, that's that's what you want to put your money into. That's where you want to chuck your, your bitcoins and your euros. Chuck <laughs> them in behind animated series. Yeah, Which if they made a cartoon series of Sex in the City, I reckon it would actually work surprisingly well. That it'll be drawn like Barat styles, where their heads are enormous and their eyes are pretty big and their tiny bodies are like impossibly proportioned. Yeah. I think I think if we were being faithful to the movie that we just watched, they would. I think if they were trying to sort of revive the goodwill and enjoyment people get, uh, gained from watching the TV series, they'd have to draw them in a different style. Than what I described? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, they didn't placate any of the fans by making the movie, which we ultimately saw. No, I know. That's what I'm it saying. Sucked. If they're going to do that, they're going to. It's not going to be a cash grab. They're oh, win, they so want to you're win saying, back favor. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the the, the cartoon series is an apology for Sex right. City Two. Yeah, that's and not that's bad. That's what the people deserve. No, but it's it's a different market, mate. It's like they made a series of Carrie as a teenager. It's like the the Bradshaw Diaries or something. Did they? Yeah. Did you watch it? It might still be going, you know? Who knows? There's a world of possibilities out there. I didn't watch it. I just saw the promotion for it because it got a lot of got a lot of press, Some, you know, when it first came out. Was there, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to start on a note of negativity, but we've already combed through the movie and I'm trying to think of a question that I haven't asked you so far. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can throw one at me, never-ending conversation You're about Sex and City 2. Who was your... Um, I feel like I'm stuck in a time vortex. Yeah. It's terrible. This is purgatory. We can't think about it too much because it's actually a fucking nightmare, the situation we're in right now. No, no, no. But uh, you, you go. Who, is, who did you not enjoy in the film? Like, was there any character which particularly grated you? I mean, they're all capable of greatness. That's meant to nice. be a pun. That was a very good little example of wordplay there, mate. Thank you. So what was your question again? Who, who grated who, me? Who grated you? Who really got on my tits this week? Yeah. Who was the cheese grater? I, um, hmm... Probably Who? Miranda again. Yeah. Which I think was the same last week. I don't have a good defense for it, and I'm like really nervous that it's just because she's got very orange hair. <laughs> that would be uh, some sort of horrible, weird, instinctual. Uh, well, it's fucked up, is what it is. Yeah, it's because real I mean, up. I'm I'm part ginger myself. 
We have a very orange beard. You do grow ginger. My facial hair is orange. Um, I actually thought, I remember sticking up to her last week. brothers, mate. And enjoying her through the the first half of the film and then sort of turning on her eventually. Mm. This week I did not find her particularly pleasant either. Mm. And um, I think think part of the reason why is her her role amongst the group of friends is... uh, it's an admirable one, but it's ultimately thankless, particularly in the context of four moronic friends holidaying in the Middle East. Because by virtue of the fact that she has to explain everything to everyone, yeah. she's going to wind up sounding the most blasé, condescending, and offensive nice. towards Those an entirely three, different... You're right. Those are the three things she sounds. She is the Pokedex of the situation. She is Professor Oak. She's the one explaining <laughs> what the Pokemon in the Middle East are like. You know, <laughs> yeah, did yeah. you know that in Arabic, this is how you say thank you, and it's culturally insensitive to show your tits to everyone? <laughs> oh, thanks, Professor Oak. It's a it's a big hand, a big hand or help. Both. You know, you what pick. Po- what Pokemon would you choose, Tim? What in the Middle East? No, those are Norino. Those are... I think it was called. Oh wow! Did did you did the did the world of Pokemon? Did their continents correspond to real world continents? No, in fact. The map is based on something, and I've got a feeling it's Japan itself. That would make sense. So, like, the whole world of... Well, this, I'm talking Red Blue. I'm talking OG map here. Not this bloody, you know, there's 600 Pokemon. All of I'm talking 151. Yeah, I'm talking no. I learned all map. 151, and then when they released more, I said, fuck you, I just finished that. I'm out. Do you know, I can't remember if I've said this on a podcast or not, but when we were going to LA... I was dead set on getting yeah, the new yeah, Pokemon yeah. on a DS. I was going to buy a 3DS. I went into the store, credit card in hand, excited, went in there, looked at the back of uh, whatever they're up to, Pokemon X, I think, or Pokemon Y, and I was like, this is too complicated for me. Like, it's gotten too, there's too much going on on this back I panel completely here. agree. And I, I walked out of the store, I didn't spend a cent. So what does that tell you? Nintendo old. used to be the ones who were, you know, keeping it fun and keeping the gameplay important. No, no, no. Important. It, it's nothing to do with Nintendo and everything to do with you. What do you mean? Times are going to keep changing, Tim. You're an old man now. Oh, Jesus. You're a stick you're in right. the goddamn gaming mud. God, you're right. Because Pokemon for us, the Pokemon that we like, is the Pong of our youth. Shit, yeah. You know, like, we are it dinosaurs. It's such a boring game. Honestly, it's a miracle people stuck at it like they did. What, Pong or Pokemon? Pong, I think, is ultimately more satisfying than Pokemon. Are you serious? Pokemon's well, such a good game. I, I think I'd have an Fuck easier and better time right now playing Pong than I would picking up Pokemon Blue, Red, mm. or Yellow. Probably Yellow because it was the most fun. You could get pick up all of the OG sort of Ash Kitchen Pokemon on the way around. Should we Town. go down the bullet track? Add a bit of um, undulation to this journey. I tell you what, I'm not gonna. It's very steep. I'm not gonna mind the downhill, but the gradient this is gonna create for us is gonna be. A no, this is the nightmare. cool thing. You can kind of adjust the gradient by going around, so you don't come back up. You go to the left, and it's more. It's longer, but it's more gradual. I'm totally okay with that. Cool, man. Yeah, you're an athlete, mate. Look at you. You're wearing basketball shorts right now. LA Lakers basketball shorts. You are prepared for any That's situation. That's what I wear. Do you know what I did tonight, Tim? Actually, do you know why I'm wearing these shorts? What? Why? I went to an event, and I don't know if this is international or local. It's called No Lights, No Lycra. I think oh, it's yeah. international. I've, I've, I got an invite to that. And what you, happened? I was at a comedy show. It. Was it a comedy show? Anyway, yes. essentially, it's, you go to, it must be international, you go to a room. I went to a community hall. And there were about sort of 50 to 60 other people there, also wearing not basketball shorts, but similarly comfortable 
and uh, breathable clothes. Yeah. And we walk into this room and this cool kind of hippie dude who'd just been at this international music festival in New Plymouth says, hey, so the playlist's going to be uh, pretty all over the place this weekend. Or oh, today, this month, sorry. It's a monthly event. Yes. And uh, he shuts off all the lights. Yeah. And uh, they just start blasting like a dope playlist for an hour and everyone just dances. I might take a leak off of here. And it was so sweaty. My entire head was saturated in a way it hasn't been since I've been for a swim. Um, and you do it for an hour, and it's pretty much an hour with your thoughts while dancing to a variety of fantastic music. This won't end well, eh? No, what you're doing is moronic. <laughs> oh, it doesn't even work because it's at the wrong height. Yeah. You describe what I'm doing. Okay. Tim has uh, plugged his microphone into a wire fence halfway down the Bullock track. Which is in a phenomenally, probably one of the steepest hills in Auckland. It's a bit of a thoroughfare between a few of the like biggest I suburbs. I should be over here. I shouldn't piss uphill because it'll hit you. I should piss downhill. And what he's doing in his sort of late night malaise days is uh, trying to unfold his wang, yeah. pee through the fence while still recording a uh, an acceptable level podcast. Well, apologies, but to let you all know, because you didn't hear the first copy of this uh, evening's events... I drank a lot of water through That's that. That's right, um, yeah. Sex Tim, in the city for no watch. apparent reason, set himself the challenge of drinking four litres of water during the movie, I think, just to feel something. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It was like, I feel so damaged and numb. Anything would be good right now. And he pain. also set himself the task of not urinating. He got to about two and three-quarter litres of water. No, I, I drank at least three, I reckon, because I had a bottle before I got started in the movie. Jesus, guys, hoofing it up. Everyone's hell. had a bottle before they started watching the movie. You know, if I didn't see it, I don't know about it. But anyway, and then eventually you stood up and unloaded what I can only imagine to be one of the most satisfying wheezes of your life. God, it was long, unspeakably long. That so is, we shan't speak about that it. That is a um, that is. You know how they say different things are one eighth of an orgasm, like a sneeze is one eighth of an orgasm. I think it's the only thing that people say is. And a yes. horse bite, they say. A horse bite. Yep, that's what they say. They what have honestly been running around town spreading all sorts of rumours about God knows what. But the two eighths of an orgasm I know of, are, actually, do you know what the third one would be? Probably being touched by a feather. Are you making these up as you go along? Because no. I've never heard the horse bite one and the feather thing you sounded very unconfident about. Does the feather thing not sound true to you? Um, it doesn't sound true to me. Nor does a horse. Do you mean a horse bite? Like when you when you when someone pins your hand sort of pinces down on your hand your leg. on yeah on your leg. So not yeah. if you receive a horse bite. Anyway, I'm saying that like a wee that has a steady stream and lasts for over a minute. Yeah, has got to be also an eighth of an orgasm. You just as a I don't know if this so is a gender saying, specific <laughs> thing, but you just feel proud of yourself as well. Like look at I, that. I don't think that would be gender specific at all. I think. Just the. You think girls get real the sense of release? You're carrying around like over a liter of something. Yeah. And then you just let it all go. In my case, well over two liters of something. Well, yeah. Do you think you urinated two liters? If you urinated into a bottle, I. It's so hard to tell, bro. Because you, yeah, you're pissing into a a body of water, so it's you know it's very tricky to tell. And toilets are always finding their level as well. I found in America they have quite a. High water level. Yeah. In New Zealand, it's very low. Yeah. But in America, it's so high. And if you're if you're dehydrated enough and your urine's running yellow mm. and you do a wee, 
by the time you are finished, it looks like you've filled up this tremendous basin <laughs> of water with your urine. I thought it was a very satisfying experience. I remember when I went to Mexico, that really freaked me out how high the water level was. Everything else I was fine with. And the only thing that got me was the incredibly high water level in the toilets. You're an interesting man, Tim Bat. Did you have a shining light this week? Uh, I did. I did. I'm not going to change it from what I did before. You're the only one who knows that it's a repetition, so I don't know why I'm even bringing that fact up. But there's a moment of acting that Sarah Jessica Parker acts, uh, which I think is really sublime, and she's having dinner with Aiden. Uh, she's, she's about to cheat on her husband in Abu Dhabi, and Aiden pulls out some photos of his kids, his family, and... Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, what's her name, Carrie, she she brushes the food off her hands. Mm. She does it with her mm. other hand. She does a, a quick brush, 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 and then grabs the wallet off him to look at the photos. And there's just something very naturalistic about the action. Um, nice, I bought it. it. You did? I bought it. Uh, yep. I'm not going to disagree with you. No, that's fine. You've told me twice now. I absolutely believe (laughs) that you you enjoyed that moment during the movie. So what was yours then? I really get it. The question becomes, Guy Uh, Montgomery, what was your shining light? Mine was also a moment that Sarah Jessica Parker had during the film, uh, which was when she was uh, getting in the elevator to go on a date with Aiden, and uh, she was confronted by Miranda and Charlotte. Let's take a load off. Should we sit down on that picnic table? It's getting mighty creepy out here on the worst Saturday of all time. <laughs> Sitting underneath oh, some yeah, scraggly pine trees on the corner of like a pretty busy intersection. We'll see him coming. It's fine. We'll definitely see him coming. We're the creepy ones. Oh, right. We're creepy. Oh, well, we're not going to do anything bad. Aren't we? Um, anyway, oh, she was, she's in the elevator on the way to the date. We've and, been uh, walking for about an hour. That's why it's so good to sit. I'm trying to struggle through this shining light. Yeah, sorry, elevator. Yeah, my heart's not in it. No, no, go on. I've, we've got a you know shining light's important, mate. You got to have. The, and she uh, says, "I'm just scanning for psychopaths." You're sending me mixed messages here. You're saying go on, and then you're scanning. You're looking away and scanning for psychopaths. I'm just letting you know that my attention is fully on you, but my visual part of my brain is fully not on I you. I think that there is an inextricable link right now between the visual part of your brain and the sort of attention part of your brain. Yeah, well, apologies. And that you are exclusively morning, scanning for psychopaths. And I've just seen a lot of movie and then talked into a microphone needlessly for over half an hour. I understand your brain scrambled, but I'm trying to tell you that if you didn't notice it this week or listen to it the first time I told you on the fabled first edition of episode three. I'm the audience surrogate right now, mate. I haven't heard a goddamn thing. I wonder if all of the audience is sitting in parks at 2am right now just scanning their surroundings. My my money's going to be on no, but, you know, nothing's impossible. Sarah Jessica Parker says, you're crazy in Abu Dhabi to Charlotte, while she's in the middle of obviously being a bit crazy in Abu Dhabi. And I think that's very funny. I think for her to... um, You're crazy. You're, you're crazy, you're crazy in, in Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. I think it's funny when someone is losing it and then accuses someone else of losing it. I it's think that really, as a comic thing, I think that's quite a funny... It's always a funny moment, isn't it, when you see a character backed into a wall and just fling their <laughs> arms wildly in every direction? Yeah, and just to see, just to see what happens. Anyway, uh, that was it. Sarah Jessica Parker is a really, really good actor. No one could accuse her of otherwise, I don't think, in their right mind. She is a good actor. And uh, i tell you something else. 
I would say she's probably worked very hard. She's got a phenomenal body in this uh, in this hair movie, and the producers can't get enough of it. She's bloody whipping off her top <laughs> at any any given opportunity, and it, Look, it, I, the scenes you, don't you call co- for you it. You commented uh, when we first see her going to bed in the movie when she's at the wedding in the hotel room with Big yeah. that she's wearing a lot of nightwear. Yeah. And I counted that. I think what's happening and why she's so so happy to whip her kid off throughout the movie is that they have to cram as many clothes into it as possible. Yeah. They have to cycle through as many potential outfits and items. To name check all the sponsors, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why she's going to bed in like seven different negligees. And she's well, wi- just, yeah, my issue was only, you know, let's call a spade a spade, mate. The, the quandary that I had is she's wearing a bra and a negligee type thing. And my thought is, you're in bed with your husband, like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I, my understanding is that wearing bras to bed, very uncomfortable. I also have some understanding, but this, those is, things off. this is the virtue of the bra for $7,000 by Christian Dior, is it's so comfortable, you won't be able to sleep without it. <laughs> I see. So not only is it not an impedance to sleep, it's actually an aid. That's right. Our diamante encrusted bra mm. will not jab into your sides and make you bleed onto your 5,000 thread-count Egyptian sheets. It will aid your sleep. It will be a security blanket. It will remind you that you're a valued member of society. I've got Egyptian cotton sheets. What's the three count on those bad boys? Ah, oh, fuck. You've caught me unawares because I used to know. I think 500. The thing is with Egyptian cotton sheets is you have to get the ones that say either the word pure or 100% pure Egyptian cotton sheets. <laughs> because You sound like a schmuck. If you don't then they can just whack any amount in and call them Egyptian cotton. So it could be like 10% Egyptian cotton and they're calling them Egyptian cotton sheets. What if it's the thing is, though, I can't feel the fucking difference, to be honest. I paid a lot of money for those sheets. I put it all on got, my credit card because I didn't have the money. You got had, bro. I did. Someone gave you the exact sales pitch you just gave me, which is, you have to, oh, pure. You have to buy the one that says pure. No, or one, one, no one assisted me with that sale. I was... So what, did you just rationalize that yourself while yeah. you marched up to the counter with your counterfeit? 
buy Egyptian myself, sheets. Buy myself. They weren't <laughs> counterfeit. I'm just saying I've got the real ones, but they're not really worth it. Charlotte's a real pain in the ass. She's a real bloody cold fish in a wet blanket. She's a, a real 10% Egyptian cotton sheet passing itself off as actual yeah. Egyptian cotton sheets. She presents nothing but problems. Her life, I don't think, is going particularly well. She doesn't want to go to Abu Dhabi. The girls drag her along. She's a real hindrance to their enjoyment in Abu Dhabi because all she wants to talk about is the fact she thinks uh, Runkle is fucking the Irish nanny. Yeah, you can't call him Runkle, though, because it's a different... I'm not going to stop calling him Runkle. Is, is Californication a real good show? Did it keep uh, being the first, good? I don't know. I watched the first three or four seasons. I watched maybe all the way up until he fucked it up with Karen again after they were happy or something. Who cares? <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I can't fucking believe we're still out here in the woods. It's the middle of the night. It's well and truly the middle of the night right now. Um, I can't talk it's about a weird situation. the shit that goes on in this movie again. <laughs> we created a segment. Oh, yeah. It's called, um, what's he doing? Where's, Where's he, he going? going? <laughs> uh, you might remember the extra that we poured adoration and praise on in one of the previous podcasts who was just slamming coffees back in the background of frame while the girls are gas bagging at lunch. One sip of espresso, two sips, three sips, and he has finished his coffee. Within the space of 20 seconds, he's grabbed his newspaper, and the next shot, he's out of there. Places to be, people to see, got to see a man about a horse, got to deal with the horse, got to get that horse to the racetrack. I'm raising horses now. I need all the caffeine I can get because at nighttime, I'm researching the stats on which ones are coming first, what the good lineups are, and by day, I'm training the horses myself. I'm really worried about my relationship with caffeine. It is tearing an absolute fracture through the middle of my relationship with my wife. I can't sleep. I'm always on the toilet clogging the goddamn thing up because the water's so low. I don't know why we got that Australasian plumber in to install it. I much prefer the brand that we had when we lived out in Wisconsin. Franny that thing could really <laughs> take a pounding, yeah. you know? You could bloody eat salami for three weeks <laughs> and just give that thing absolute hell and it wouldn't think two ways Go about it. leather. <laughs> anyway, pretty much we gave you a bizarre edition of what 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 it is which is this guy is so motivated and such a scene stealer and he's so eye-catching that you cannot help but speculate as to what the fuck he is marching out of that door with such urgency to do uh he sort of stands up marches out like right off to rob a bank (laughs) yeah well Uh, i thought the horse thing will qualify i absolutely think the horse thing is good I feel like we're letting ourselves off the hook on the inaugural outing of the the first one, which we've I got, just... Don't worry. We've, no, oh yeah. I'm going to just make a little note of it because otherwise it will be lost to the footnotes of history. Like or not even then. through the hourglass. Not even the footnotes of history. These are the days of our lives. It'll be unrecorded. These are the primes of our lives. Days of Our Lives is the only show that I know that gets referenced in other things. Like in Friends, Joey is on Days of Our Lives and in Grown Ups 2, Days of Our Lives is on... Like, it's the only show that lets other entities kind of parody it. What's that about? It's just smart. I've never seen ER featured in a different universe. Yeah, people you know? talking about it. It's odd. RE. It's an emergency room for religious education where heathens are taken when the devil possesses their soul to be healed by Reverend George Clooney. <laughs> oh, I love Religious like education. Going. God damn. Has he got his shirt off when he's performing these? Uh, Usually. Yeah. He's wearing his reverence collar, though. Oh, I like that. And he's like a sexy butler. Yeah. Like a stripper butler. People walk in and he goes, Demon, out! <laughs> 
and then half the people walk out. And is he, goes, he Catholic? No, or? no, no. You're not the demon. The demon is in you. Please, please come back in. Is he Catholic or is he Protestant or what? Uh, he's sort of just like, uh, he's just a gener- the most generic brand Christian. Speaking of religion, yeah. in the movie, uh, there's a couple at the wedding at the start of it who are big fans of Carrie Bradshaw, the wife is, I can't remember her name, um, and her and her husband are both very excited to meet Carrie and her husband, her husband Big and talk about their marriages and compare and contrast them. These two people are some smiley, sort of reasonably freaky motherfuckers and I'm absolutely <laughs> convinced that they're Mormon because they just turn on her. Yeah. As soon as Carrie and Big tell them that they don't plan on having kids because their marriage is unique. On a dime, eh? They're just like, well, I'm not going to talk to you and frankly, I don't respect what you're doing as a person anymore. I might have read your books for 20 years and have been actually literally comparing my life to yours over that entire span of time. But the fact that you're not going to reproduce tells me you're insane and Joseph Smith did not come here from on high in 1954 or some goddamn freakishly recent year for you to tell me you're not copulating, fornicating, and shitting out new human beings. It's all there. It's all there in the text that he discovered about 150 years ago. Our sacred scripture. In the bottom of a Lucky Charms box. Apparently Mormon... That no one else could look into. ...is like a slightly offensive term. That they yeah. just they 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 you know they took the power of the word back and I appreciate a group of people doing that it's um you know do you yeah good on well I, I just mean like if there's a word out there that's got negative connotations and it's disempowering for a group of people I like for the m- fact that language is but so I don't fluid think more, I I understand what you're what you're saying it's the Church of Latter Day Saints but I don't think Mormons. Like, they're not necessarily uh, heavily oppressed. They don't have a long, storied, like, history of oppression. They just decided that they were going to believe in this weird belief system. Started marching around, yelling at everyone. Hey, and like, I'm not here to tell, you know, people not to be a Church of Latter-day Saint person. That's true. What do you call them? Do you call them a Latter-day Saint? I guess they're not a saint themselves. Mormons is certainly the easiest word in my opinion. <laughs> well, it is. It is, which arrives back at the initial point, which is, uh, you know, apparently it used to be vaguely offensive. Maybe it still is. I apologize if it is. Sometimes... To our Mormon fans. And this is the thing about language. Sometimes I'm an ignorant piece of shit and I accidentally say awful things without meaning to. And uh, all I can do is try and learn as much stuff as humanly possible, which is why I'm always on the internet just reading Reading articles. You're uh, reading for the people. I, I'm reading to try and get rid of my own ignorance. Reading's important. You know? How noble. When you're not reading, you're watching Sex in the City too. Yeah, so I'm about, you know, treading water at the moment. I'm about keeping it <laughs> even keel. I'm not sure about your impact. To that. <laughs> it's pretty much at zero, but if I didn't keep up the reading on this treat, it's like being on a hamster wheel. If I stop running, which is reading on the internet... Uh, it will kick my ass and I'll, I'll be flung about like a cartoon. I'll be on the roof of the thing and then slammed to the ground. And the good thing about having to record this podcast twice is it is a lovely night for a walk. This has got to be close that, to Auckland. perfect walking temperature. I will give you that. It's beautiful. We haven't been attacked once. I don't want to jinx it. I probably shouldn't have said that. I'll give you the credit for that. You've... You, <laughs> Your scanning was second to none out in that park. Thanks, mate. 
There's just trucks going by at this time of night, you know. What a life that would be, to be a truckie. So many people do it. So you need truckies in an industrialised society. Absolutely you do. You're just in there and you and your truck, it becomes kind of like your house for hours, driving around in that cab. That's why you see those little photos and trinkets. You've got to make it your own. It's your office. Be, I've got quite a romantic notion of that. If I had to... Life if, on the road. Yeah, if some bad shit went down at some point, go and move to America and become a long-haul truckie. Like, how cool would that be? And you're talking on the RV yeah. to other truckies out there. If you were a talkback radio host and you got a call from someone who said... And you're like, what do you do for a living? I drive trucks. You're like, okay, I'm in safe hands. This person's going to at least have a story. I would always get calls from truckies on my radio show. It's not and a bad I concept always, for a talkback radio show. I would always appreciate it. And Trucker I'd always talk. give them a massive shout out. Surely there's a there's a, some sort of Midwestern radio station called Trucker Talk out there, which is just truckers talking about there. I think by default, a lot of talkback stations in the States are entirely comprised in certain <laughs> you know, cities and things of uh, just truckers. And I'd listen to them. I'd listen to what they have to say. Tim, Going into a country and listening to their talk back is a great way to learn about the worst parts of their culture. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to sort of find out about the different brands of idiot yeah. who are living in that place. Talk back radio is hilarious. Uh, Tim, what I do want to say to you... Yes. And uh, <laughs> I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but I, I did... I, and this is for the audience as opposed to you, Tim, uh, that, that we've we've got a lost episode somewhere out there in the wildness. We've got two now. They're keeping Greyland. each other friends. There was one in Wellington. That's and right. now there's one on, sitting around on the streets of Greyland. Floating above us in podcast heaven, talking to each other about what could have been. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, this movie, and I think what, what makes it such a different beast and such a different experience from Grown Ups 2 is... Um, is it? It's Python-like nature. Mm. It has the spirit of a of a great python. That is to say, it there's nothing quick about the way it kills. Yeah. It just coils itself around you, and like a vice, it just it, it, it draws all of the air out of you and suffocates you in a way that means early on when you're watching the film, you can sort of entertain positive ideas, and there's a lot of chat around funny things that are happening and. You know, you've got quite spirited and enthusiastic points and things to say about it. But as the movie goes on, you know, once you clock the one hour, one hour, 32 hour mark. Yeah. It's just, it saps everything that remains for you. It's just a fight for life. By the time it finishes, you're just absolutely lying on the ground, gasping for air, thinking, thank God that's over. And you've pretty much blacked out. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> it, um, it, Probably, like, ultimately, where this is leading is it will lead to a worse podcast this season. All of the episodes will be... I do. I fully believe that. I'll put my name on it. I'll I'll stick my name (laughs) to that. These will be worse... It has been a fair I've entertained, but I've never said it out loud. Less entertaining podcast than last season because of the nature of the movie, which you could take in a really meta way and accept the fact that we're in more pain, therefore it is funnier, so you can derive your own implicit pleasure out of hearing that but in an explicit way it's just two really tired beaten down strangled people trying to come up with shit to say after a a really long movie that is just so inconsequential and if it was consequential it's in the wrong direction because it's so offensive (laughs) you know yeah I hear you 
I hear what you're saying, Tim. This hill's something, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a reasonable sweat on now. It's good. I can't recommend No Lights, No Lycra enough. I felt so good after that movie. So zen. Mm. Sort of like yoga. Uh, uh, and you mean after an the activity, act- not the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie's, the movie's playing tricks with my mind, Tim. I w- <laughs> um, but, you know, it's sort of like after, if you've ever done yoga, which I've done a total of, like, you know, one time or something, but the feeling you get afterwards when you, you walk out and you've, you've had an hour in your own mind and you sort of come to, you're, you're at ease with it. And you feel very relaxed and like everything is okay in the world. <laughs> the contrast I feel right now of having spent two and a half hours watching Sex and City 2 with you and about one hour talking about it is staggering. Honestly. I thought you were going the opposite direction with that. I thought this was going to be an uplifting tale about how it's actually put you into a zen-like point of uh, no. maybe not happiness but contentment. What I'm saying is the power of this python yeah. has strangled out the memory of the very positive experience I had earlier tonight. Oh, jeez. Well, on that uh, glorious note, I, the reason why I want to wrap this one up, Monty, is I just don't want to risk anything on this one not working. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to hit the stop button and really hope this recorded. Phenomenally bleak soundscape as if this got wiped and then we just had to know. roll straight into a third one. <laughs> that would be absolute lunacy. So um, hopefully this is the one you're hearing. Um, if it's not, <laughs> if I don't know how this you, would get yeah. out, but pray for us. If you're out there. <laughs> get back in the internet. We need you. Um, also, I'd like to allude to the fact that after the first five watches of this movie, we're allowed we're allowed our little treats. We're allowed to bring guests in. We're allowed to uh, partake in a beer or two. And I think that might lighten the mood a bit. I've already got one of the rules, I reckon. Yeah. Which is uh, every time there's an outfit change, drink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're a madman, Beth. But like for core characters you only. Also had a very, you turned me with a very funny idea about one hour and 45 minutes into the movie today, which was we should watch the movie together in total silence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the like a lot of the security of watching the movie with each other is that we can natter away through it. And we do, and we make speculate and, and shoot the breeze and yeah. um, discuss laugh what's at, unfolding. Laugh at what's happening in our plight, but a vow of silence through the whole thing. Now that's, that's gonna crazy. be a uniquely lonely experience. Yeah. It's gonna right. be a lot of eye contact. We're both gonna feel very different. Should we do that next? I think so. Go around? God, it'll be a bloody challenge. Will we be in Melbourne at that point? Melbourne, Australia? Oh, by the way, for the love of God, if you are in Melbourne or you know anyone in Melbourne, you've got to come to my and Guy's shows. They're two (laughs) different shows, but fuck me. I forgot to promote it in any way, shape, or form. I have not advertised it whatsoever. (laughs) You're really splashing around out there in the (laughs) ocean right now, eh? So just like, yeah, just you've got to come along. Uh, Tim's bat, Tim Bat's show is called Tim Bat Explores the Human Experience. Yeah, it's an hour long and it's just me. So make of that what you will. But, but do you should come to it. Yeah, it'll be good. It starts on the 25th. It goes to the 7th. Anyway, just go- Google around. You'll find it. At the start of this conversation, the start of us realizing that we should do this, I felt iffy about plugging them, but I thought, you know what? This is our podcast. We haven't advertised <laughs> anything on this goddamn thing except yeah, exactly. for Blaze fucking pizza. This podcast has cost me so much fucking money. And time. Yeah. But time we got a trip to LA out of it, yeah. thanks to you guys, and that's the main thing. But anyway, Guy's show is called uh, Guy Montgomery and Rose Metafeo, Our Friends. Is that yeah. right? I'm, doing, I'm part of two shows here. I'm doing one for the first two weeks called Snort, which is an improv show. It's a great... 
great little time. <laughs> Bloody hop on down if you're in Melbourne. And the other one's called Gar- Garmin Rosemary to Fail Friends. Yeah, and if you've got an issue with us plugging our shows, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like, I know it's 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 obtuse and it's not the usual thing that we do on this podcast. And it's absolutely no go good to you if you don't live fuck in Melbourne. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> You need to tell everyone you know who might potentially know anyone in Melbourne because I have probably sold zero tickets at this stage and I'm doing like eight nights. You keep that chin up, Tim, Matt. You're a real go-getter. You're a real heartbreaker. You're a real winner. I also need to write the show. You're one of life's rare gems. I don't know if that's the strongest sales pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, the next episode, are we going to commit to the silence thing for the next? I don't think we should lock it in for necessarily the next one because we don't know what the circumstances will be. This is true. We don't know what the context is. But the idea's out there. It'll be with that, like it'll be before 10. It'll be before episode 10 we'll do one where we're we, uh, monks. Thank you. Silent Thank monks. you for listening. Sorry about the confusing nature of the experience. <laughs> Not as sorry as I am for ourselves. <laughs> I apologize I for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I would like to show gratitude to you for being a clever enough person to be listening to this podcast because only the best people do. Have a good a day. Fact. Buy a stranger a treat at the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start that Haley Joel Osmond wave of good times. <laughs> Definitely buy Haley Joel Osmond a treat at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, if you see him, buy him a treat because, um, you know. God knows he needs it. <laughs> he needs something. All right, we'll, uh, we'll end it there. So, bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.